Welcome, everyone, to the first installment of the Future Shock Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Rob Robbie. You guys can introduce yourselves next. I'm your co-host, David. Um, yeah, basically, that's what it. Like I say, this is the second time recording. By the way, yeah, it's kind of annoying. Our uh, recording stopped, so uh, yeah. My name's Drew, and I'm the other co-host. So yeah, we're a three-man booth, baby. A three-man band. Oh yeah, many uh formidable three-man teams over the years, and we'll add our names into the into the bag. I mean, the only memorable three teams were like 3MB, the Shield, uh, the Y family, before it became. Well, that was four. No, but before it came like um, the Circle Dirt group. <laughs> the OG Undisputed Era. Oh, yeah. There's not, there's not really. Um, let's get into the business. Um, Well, for today. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Um, yeah, some pretty not great news is, what was it, Saturday, I think? Yeah, Saturday night, I believe. Saturday night, uh, one of our favorites, Brody Lee, passed away. And it's totally. been really hard for me. It's been really hard for all of us. It's been really hard for the whole entire wrestling community. Yeah. That's the thing about the wrestling community. Everyone could argue and hate each other, but when tragedy comes, I like everyone bands together. I uh the biggest problem, like the biggest like thing that we could take away from this is, like, even like usually when there's a passing away, people usually like just stay like two or three days on it, or and if it's their favorite wrestler, they're just not gonna they're just gonna stay on it for a month, a year. Or always remember, but for Brody Lee, it was like, oh, this guy was not only a a good wrestler and not only a favorite wrestler, but everybody's telling stories about how he's a great father and like, like his kids, like how great he ta- like t- um taught them. Um, he was just a great dad. So you know that those things will linger even if you're not a wrestling fan, just to hear like a dad and how great he was, um, as a father and how so many people connected with him just because he was a dad. They would tell stories about their kids and everything. So that's one thing that people would be like, you know, that's that's something I could respect. That's something that like might hit the heart. Yeah, if you knew him, or obviously if you didn't, um, all these stories that everyone's telling you, like, even if you were a fan of him or if you didn't like him at all, like, it has to hit you hard. Like, just all those stories. There's no other way to explain it. Yeah. Just very, very unfortunate. Just it was very unexpected too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I just remember I saw the news, and I texted you guys. I was like, "Whoa, what the like? Whoa!" I didn't think it was real at first. My uncle texted me about it. Like he like I was at my dad's house. Like we were just playing WWE 2K18, and I don't know why we just wanted to play one of the older games. So. And then my uncle texted me, and he's like, did you hear Brody Lee passed away? And my uncle always jokes around with me, so I thought he was joking. And I thought he was, because he knew Brody Lee was one of my favorites, because I always talked about him. Like, so 
he knew he was one of my favorites, so I thought he was just joking. And then the second I go on Instagram, I go to a group chat with Robbie in it, and he sent the post that AEW posted about uh, Brody Lee, and I was, that just hit really hard, like it hit like a truck. Yeah, definitely very uh, out of the blue. I, I was eating dinner, and like, I was like, whoa. Very shocked. But with that, there's very great memories of him. Like, in particular, I loved his matches against Cody Rhodes. And then um, any match he had with Dolph Ziggler in his WWE run were amazing. Those were, like, the best matches of 2014. Yeah, they really were. I feel like a lot of people, every time Luke Harper would have a match. I feel like everyone would forget he can do like a lot of like high flying type moves. Like he does hurricanas, he did drop kicks, like suicide dives. Yeah, it always amazed people. He was almost the perfect like wrestler in the sense that like his skill set is so advanced and so modern but mixed with uh kind of oldie style moves. I think he's, he's one of the only wrestlers, man. him and JBL, I feel like they're some of the only wrestlers that can make a clothesline look, like, really powerful. Oh, yeah. I I know I always popped when he hit the discus clothesline. I loved, um, well, the discus, that's the point of the move, to spin. Yeah. I always thought it looked really cool. Yeah, so very unfur- uh, unfortunate ending. Um. I he he, I felt like he was gonna do more. I felt like he was gonna become. I don't I don't want to push it over, uh. But like he had potential to be a world champion. He definitely did. Um, I think if I play a lot of my older wrestling games, like all the PS4 ones, he's probably either intercontinental or world champion, and at least three of them. Yeah, I always thought I remember... he could have been at least fourth or fifth. AEW World Champion too. Yeah, definitely at one point, depending on how they pushed uh, Dark Order. Yeah. However, let's remember the great times with uh, Brody Lee, so his legacy lives on. But with that, this is the first episode, so I figure, hmm, why not? What a better way than just to get to know us, you know? What our favorite wrestlers are, favorite matches. You get the point. So, Drew, would you like to go first? Um. So, what are we going to be talking about first? Uh, we could do... You know what? Your pick, your pick. Your co-host. Um, okay. Got it. Uh, how about we start with... Oh, we did this last time, but of course... Um... Last time I didn't oh, yeah. record any audio, know. so here we go. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, the, the first time we recorded, the, none of the audio picked up. Yep. Thanks, Anchor. <laughs> but yes, carry Good on. times, man. Um, mm-hmm. So, what was your guys' first memories of wrestling before you became a fan? <sighs> Damn, I really like... No, I didn't have any memories before because I just grew up with wrestling. Like, um, my my parents told me stories about how 
I was like, I mean, I can't remember these, but they told me stories about how I would try to fight my grandpa and like um try to do wrestling moves. Like, wait, you try like, to fight your grandpa? Wait, you like, try to fight your do, grandpa? Do, do, do some wrestling moves, okay? I try to do like a like swan- an RKO. I try to oh do a poor grandpa's like a uh, broke. <laughs> Like a heart problem, so like I broke him in the freaking chest. Shit. Uh, you poor killed just trying to lay down, grandpa. taking that. Yeah, freaking um, di- uh, like a discus forearm to his like heart. Jesus, I'll take that. But um, no, I I was always a big fan of wrestling. Um, he did a fucking Canadian and... destroyer on him. <laughs> <laughs> Bends over to tie his shoes. <laughs> Motherfucker comes off the top of like a chair or some shit. Oh, you thought? Drop kick his ass. Like, Jesus. get the fuck, get the hell out of my house. <laughs> yeah, but again, I, I really had I really had no memory before it because I was just a big wrestling fan just to begin with. And like, I had a I had a time in like 2016 where I didn't watch wrestling because there was no kids that watched wrestling. Like, I felt like the outcast. Oh, 2016 but, was a good year. Who watched wrestling, bro? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they were like, oh, yeah. my gosh, don't you know wrestling's fake? But, like, dude, do you watch movies because they're real? Like, that's, like, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You watch yeah, That's always my comeback. Well, wrestling is fake, dude. Come on. Come on. Yeah, so I got back to uh, back into wrestling, and then I became a hardcore fan. Um, Basically, since since 2018, when um in 2017, um, where shit started to hit the fan. Like, yeah. everything was great. Now he tries to fight his fucking classmates. He just beats the shit yeah, out of him. Me and David are in algebra. Some kid comes up. RKO to the school shooter. David just, yeah, David just slams him with an RKO, <laughs> bro. True story. The teacher came up and failed failed him. He got up and gave her a sweet chin. Oh. That, that's I what happened there. this year. That's what happened right now, last semester. I'm in high school. My teacher fails me in the class. I tell him, like, he failed me because my Wi-Fi wasn't working. I was like, hey, can I can I retake this test? Because my Wi-Fi is not working. He's like, you know what? Basically, um, what I'm trying to tell you here is uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so so I'm over here trying to, um, if, if, he, if he doesn't let me pass, like, he says that he will do something for me, like, to give me, like, credit where I could pass. If he, do, if he doesn't give me a passing grade, then I'm going to his house. I'm giving him a... Um, oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, world strongest slam. David's gonna be on the WWE roster, still taking high school chemistry. No, he's gonna be on the roster. fucking news for super kicking his teacher. I'm gonna, like I'm gonna be on the kid. news for uh going to prison because like that I one gave... kid who RKO'd his principal. I yeah, because the principal was being uh being uh what a mark. I don't know. What, I don't know what's wrong with the principal. I just saw the kid RKO him. David just becomes yeah. fucking Velveteen Dream. Oh god! Hey, we don't yeah. talk about that. Yeah, I do that to women now. Whoa! <laughs> the little kids. I do a, uh, I do a German suplex to little kids, minutes, a little, little girls. Minutes, so. I changed the subject. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'll what's go your guys' stories okay, so about? Yeah, I, I'll you can go. go. Okay. Um, from. Mostly from like what I, I can remember, I got into wrestling in third grade, so I just remember book. Uh, sorry, I got into wrestling in first grade. My apologies, but just like before I actually got to be a fan, there was like this one kid who had a wrestling lunchbox, and would pretty much just tell me everything. 
that would happen on the shows every week. So yeah, that was pretty much it. And then I just started watching it about a year later. So yeah, not not too uh, not too enthusiastic like RKO and my grandfather. <laughs> like David. Give it, give him a heart attack because I did an elbow drop. <laughs> yeah. So for me, sorry, Gramps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for me, every like Christmas or for my birthday, my uncles and my uh, grandparents they never knew what they got me. Or what? That wasn't English. They never knew what to get me. So I was like. God, we need school. They just got me whatever my uncle used to like as a kid. So I would always get like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or wrestling figures. And uh, I remember I used to get like a bunch of wrestling figures and I didn't watch it. Like the only person I knew was John Cena and Rey Mysterio. And I remember <laughs> I got a Mark Henry. And I took out the box. I had no idea if it was a man or a woman because on one hand, he had a beard. But on the other hand, he had, like, huge-ass titties. So I was like, what the... I I had no clue. And obviously not, but, yeah. Um, Drew goes to school the next day. Dude, I just saw the hottest girl. She has a beard. But if you eliminate that, oh, my God. And his friend's like, bro, that's a whole ass dude. Um, but yeah, like, oh. my other memory is uh, in first grade, which is when I got into wrestling. Literally, every single kid in my grade watched it. Like, we were all fans of it. And whenever we had recess, we would go outside and the kids would fight over it. Like, we used to pretend to be the shield. Nobody else in WWE, just oh the shield. God, what a mark, People man. only wanted to be the shield for some reason. And everyone would fight over who was who. Everyone always fought over Roman Reigns. Someone would quickly take Dean Ambrose for some reason. And um, nobody wanted to be Seth Rollins at all. Like, everyone hated Seth Rollins so much. Damn. Yeah, nobody likes nobody likes Seth Rollins. I mean, I the fans started turning him in 2019. Dude, that was that's pretty dumb in my opinion. Like, all right, hear me out, right? Okay, you're a fan. You like this guy. Come on, put the belt on him, push him, right? They push him. Ooh, fuck you. Like, bro, that doesn't make any sense. Wrestling fans are are just just the best. But like, like, bro, they put the title on Becky Lynch. Everybody wanted that. I don't know one person who didn't want that, right? And then about a month in, boo, Becky Lynch is so boring. Boo. They they do the same thing with Kofi Kingston. The problem after after um the Samoan Joe feud, I started to turn on Kofi because it's like kind of boring. I, yeah, his title winning was boring, dude. I was like, give it to Orton, dude. His give it to Orton. Could have been a lot just so better, he could, because he only had like a few good matches as champion. Like he never really felt like champion. They should have given him back his SOS thing and got rid of the fucking pancakes. Oh my God. No, no one's gonna remember Kofi Kingston first title reign. Everybody's gonna remember him for the uh, shitty match that he had against Brock Lesnar. That they quickly it was um, like nine said, you know what? Yeah. In all honesty, the only thing I remember from his title reign was him winning it and him losing. Yeah, me it. too. I remember he had like yeah. a steel cage match against Dolph Ziggler and uh, his feud oh, with yeah. Randy. Did he like suicide dive out? Of the cage to yeah, win. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler was about to 
crawl out and then he just did like a suicide dive. Should have been me. Dude, dude, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler for some reason, like he's the he's the guy to he's WWE's go to guy to put in feuds when they have no other ideas. Like put him put him against Drew McIntyre. Put him against Kofi Kingston. Well, I mean, the second someone wins the title, he's either the first or second person they go against. Dolph Ziggler used oh, yeah. to be my favorite in like 2014, 2016. I think I think it would be a sham, like a really big sham, if Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler don't win the tag team titles at all in their tag team title run. Uh, in their they tag won team it run a year ago because. Yeah, I know, but like they, they, should, they should win it more. So. I'm pissed at Andrade. And they should win it more because they're in the tag team championships. Because they were my favorite tag team at one point. Are the Street Profits still champions? Yeah. No. Wait. Yeah. I don't feel. I. I, I feel like at at the um, I don't know what pay per view, but up a, a, a pay per view in 2021. Hopefully, it's WrestleMania. They unify the tag belts because I cannot deal anymore. With shitty storylines because WWE has made tag team wrestling yeah, shit again. Good father, good tag teams. I mean, oh yeah. If I, if I want to go see tag team wrestling, I have to go to Impact or, or I have to go to AW. Yeah, literally, I don't watch AW, but I have to go there just to see some good uh, storyline. How hard is it to make a good storyline for WWE tag teams? Like, damn it, put Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura to take on freaking um a team that's coming up. And have them lose, build up a team, build up a team. So instead of these shitty storylines where, oh yeah, I want to face you, so you face me. I called you, um, some kind of name. So give me the title shot because you're stupid baby face. It's not that hard. Yeah. Make a make a good storyline, build up a team. Oh, Cesaro, like Nakamura and Sami Zayn when they were like a group, they were my favorite part of SmackDown. Dude, they were like my so favorite cool, part. Bro. SmackDown at that time was. Just disappointing. What back in like November when it was oh, like the dog God. food oh, stuff, yeah. like dude, like that first episode of um SmackDown on Fox in uh, October, I was like, bro, SmackDown's about to be fire again. <sighs> it's like they had that one great week, and then just um, some kid at my school, I wasn't even friends with him. I can't. He, he was like one of the weird kids, but he acted like we were friends mainly because he Damn. he was obsessed with one of my best friends at the time. Like, he was obsessed with him. Like, my friends didn't even like him, but he all, he followed him everywhere. And uh, yeah. he got into wrestling. That was the first episode he watched, and he was talking about how good it was, like, even after. And I was like, oh, I felt so bad. King Corbin versus Roman Reigns, like that shit, that SmackDown feud should have been the feud of the year. But they put this whole shitty, oh, you're a big dog, so eat dog food. Like, it should have been a great feud with the supporting cast members as the Usos and Rudolph. But damn, that feud went south. Am I the only one who remembers it was Corbin? Um... FTR or level and uh, Ziggler and Rude. They were like all together. I was like, bro, they're going to run some. I think McIntyre and Lashley were part of it too. No, that was like earlier in 2019. It was like 
McIntyre, Lashley. That's when they just uh, forgot about Leroy. He came out with them, but you would always get it. Oh, yeah. Dude, they were so dope. I remember, like, they just beat the crap out of Braun Strowman. I was like, bro, they should beat up the shit. I think we're just talking about a bunch of random stuff right now. Uh, Who cares? Well, well, let's move on to our um, top ten favorite – our top five favorite matches. Um, you guys want to do of of all year, time or of this year? Because really no, no, I can't even. Think oh yeah, yeah. Well, no, no. How about we do top five of the year? Um, when the awards come up, yeah. Hopefully, we do that on Friday. I think it on Saturday. Happens. But but how about let's do our top three of all time? If you guys if you guys want to put current ones and change them, um, you could. But I'll start first since I. Um, gave out thing. I want to start one with a wild card, wild with one that rule. people will never have on their top three. Five. With yeah, that was a shit roll. First of all, I it made no sense. Um, but I want to start off mine with um a match that nobody's ever gonna put in their top ten. This is in my top ten, but I, this is in my top ten. But I'm not gonna put it as in. I'm only for this. I'm gonna put it in my top three. Um. It was a SmackDown episode called Wild Card Night. Um, the main event: Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler oh, versus I AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. um, bro, oh, I was I'm... at that one, bro. That was what? That that triple threat match. Oh my gosh! I mean, it it had everything that you needed in a triple threat match. WWE can't fail in multi man matches. Um, but that triple threat match was just it was out of this world. Um, it was a good way to. End an episode. I mean, that's how WWE should end all episodes with no bullshit finish. Have a good, clean finish. Um, and the fans just made it better because the fans were on fire the whole night. And with that main event, um, with near falls after near falls, um, freaking Dolph Ziggler, uh, Dolph, Dolph, Dolph uh, Ziggler is selling the uh, end of days like it's freaking his job to sell any Baron Corbin finisher. Um, yeah. So that was my. Third favorite match. My second favorite match of all time is um, Ra- I mean, this is a hard Randy Orton versus uh, Cactus Jack, um, Backlash 2004. Um, this match is probably gonna go down as one of my favorite. Um, false count anywhere, street fights type style matches. Uh, this was just good with the uh, Randy Orton. Um, there were so many moments with Randy Orton. Um, thumb stack, um, spot, um, where. Cactus Jack just did a, a, a off the stage, did a running um elbow drop. Randy Orton and him just exploded through tables and shit like that. The barbed wire bat trying to get involved. The barbed wire was just blood everywhere. I mean, this was one of the best Randy Orton matches of all time. And number one, now I had a number one, but I'm going to save that for our top five matches of the year. Um, but my number one, I mean, again, not a lot of people are going to expect this, but my number one is The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler and No Mercy. Um, I believe it was 2017. 2016. This match was the story. Like, it had everything. Um, the near falls were everything. Just this feud at the time, it should have won feud of the year. Um, it was just all like around great match, like um, and it really because they they it was kind of like a start uh start and shop stop and start 
finish. Like, pick yeah. up and go whenever. And I, I loved how they used the element of Dolph Ziggler's career on the line versus the title. Uh, uh, it was just any, any career versus title feud, if you could do it correctly or career versus anything um, feud, if you could do it correctly, it's going to be great. Also, they have the spirit squad. Especially when Dolph Ziggler was a baby face like that. Um, the fans were just like cheering on Dolph Ziggler. So those are my top three of all time. So oh, um, any any person oh, who's next oh, could go. It's hard to think of a top three favorites, but I can name three of some of my favorites. One of them is really obvious. Uh, WCW Halloween Havoc, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Um, it was, I believe, a mask versus title match, and Eddie Guerrero was supposed to win it, but they changed the plans last minute because um, Eddie had too much respect for him. So, but I still think that was a really great match. Um, it, it's just really fun to watch every time you watch it. And yeah. Another one of my favorites also has Eddie Guerrero in it. It was uh, him versus Brock Lesnar when he won the Undisputed title. Because that was just a really big moment. And my last one (laughs) is probably really unexpected, but I think it was a really great match. Uh, Molina versus Alicia Fox. No, oh kidding, my I'm god, Barnburner stole I, the show every have... time they stepped in that room. It was like magic. You know what? That is the, you know, the one of their uh, matches in 2010, that made me a wrestling Yeah, fan. that random episode on Raw. Left, I stopped watching. <laughs> dude, it was a SmackDown. Fuck, you know what? I think it was Superstars for all I know. But damn, dude, that made okay, me Okay, but a... actually, um... I am just talking about it. The story in that match. Okay, so this last one. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in all seriousness, it's really unexpected. But the first Elimination Chamber match, which, oh. Ooh. Who was in it? It was like oh. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Gold. Rob Van Dam, Chris Jericho, Booker Goldberg. T, and Kane. And I don't know why, but I'm that really match good. always stands out to me. Like, I probably watch it once or twice every year. Was that the one where Triple H fought That's with like Kurt a broken Angle, freaking no. neck? Uh-huh. Like he, yeah, Mike. No, like like Rob Van Dam did like a five star frog flash. I'm not sure. Landed but, on uh, his throat. I just remember that one. Uh, that was the last time Shawn Michaels wore tights, and it was like the really shitty brown ones. And that was when he uh, won his last <laughs> world championship. But it was such a great match. Damn. Yeah, he should have. He should have had more. I was like. That match, that match was good. I, mean, like, I don't know, but yeah. So, I don't know if I could pick three. I might just be out a couple ones. Any Raven versus Tom Dreamer match? ECW, Mark. Hell yeah. But, man, this is hard. I'll go honorable mention Rob Van Dam versus uh, John Cena. ECW one night stand. Oh my god. I remember Dude, my the crowd for that. that. And I was like really little, so I was so shocked at all the stuff they were saying to John Cena. I never liked John Cena. And Bro, I always loved RBD. But I just thought it was so funny. 
not gonna lie, you couldn't make anybody in that ECW one night stand if you're against Rob Van Den, you were the champion. Like you could put anybody in there and you can make them a star. Like shit, if you could put Ginger Mohal and have him beat Rob Van Den in uh, ECW one night stand two thousand six, he would be the biggest star. Probably in ECW, the most hated guy. Dude, you have all these but, like, you know, uh crowds that be like, Oh yeah, we'd riot. But like, bro, if John Cena oh went God. over in that match, he would die. He would have. I'm sorry for my grammar. They would have fucking killed John. Me. John. John Cena would have been dead. John Cena the fans would come. Sandman would lead the force. Freaking bullet in the side of his head. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Dude, I mean, everybody would come and stop the shit out of There's him. There's like part of me wishes that like WWE had the rights to enter Sandman yeah. the song because, dude, I would pay anything to go on the network and watch any Sandman matches and just listen to the crowds. And... But part of me, another one of my favorite matches is kind of um, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano two out of three falls match. Take over. Take over. Oh, dude. Oh, yes. That's... I could literally watch... That's a f- I could watch banger. that match like literally... If I had watched that match every day, I honestly wouldn't complain. It's so good. I I actually did that in the summer. I just watched it once, just like this whole week. I was watching just NXT. I just put on that match because the fucking fans, dude, and the near falls, and just just wait. Which one did you watch? The uh, two hour falls and like uh, it ended no, in a steel the cage. From, uh, New that York like when uh, Gargano won the title. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They both of those matches were awesome. The first one they they had that that was I think yeah, that was bro. the best one. Like the the psychology of that match was so good because I don't know if anyone like picked this up or if it was just me. Each of them got a fall early on in the match, so it was like the story already built itself that they were both like scratching and crawling to get that last fall. And it, dude, Chef's kiss. Dude, dude, that's literally. That the chemistry those two guys had to wrestle for like forty four minutes, yeah. forty five minutes. Those guys to have that chemistry and have that cardio. Those guys have really good chemistry. I'm just like, I wish they could do it again, but this time for the uh, North American title as Adam Cole face and Johnny Gargano yeah. heel. But I can't really think of a number one. I think you already said three. You know yeah, yeah, it's you gonna already come said as three. a surprise. Oh, I did. Oh. No, one was an honorable mention. All right, this is going to come to us as a surprise. Daniel Bryan versus John Cena. Bro, probably one of the most underappreciated matches. Because I was watching, like, every, like, usually on Sundays, I'll just get into, like, this mood, like, where I just want to watch wrestling, like, all day. So, like, two weeks ago, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to watch SummerSlam 2013. And I was like, dude, that match was actually so amazing. Wasn't that the SummerSlam with CM Punk yeah, versus Brock Lesnar? that was amazing, too. That SummerSlam, SummerSlam 2013 is probably one oh, of the greatest SummerSlams of all time. Yeah, like a we should have a watch-along one day. Uh, but... You know what we yeah, should watch? Man. We should just watch a bunch of Sin Cara matches. Oh, damn. So you mean a blooper trio? 
Loki Sin Cara versus Sin Cara was oh actually a good match. I'm not gonna like, say it on there, but what they called the other Sin Cara, I think you know that was Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. The one in the Canada, one in Canada, Canada like, where uh, Bret Hart tapped out to his own move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just the one though. I'm just joking. But like, bro, it's your own. It's your own move. You don't know one reversal. Come on. Man. Oh yeah, Timmy he hit like a close on some point. Uh, guys, oh no man. Let's move on to our um top three favorite wrestlers of all time. Um, just to know us, you know, top three favorite wrestlers. I'll start off since I'm on. I'm kind of on this yeah, uh, roll with the uh, starting off. Same exact thing um, two days ago. Yeah, I'm more comfortable here. I'm more comfortable. <laughs> All right, so number three. Um, I changed up my list um, to adapt with this. Number three is Roman Reigns. Wait, are you doing all time? I only put him on my... Roman Reigns in your... Of all time? All time. I'm, I'm, put, I'm putting Roman Reigns. Listen, listen, listen. Hear me out. Roman Reigns is his career has been so so probably wasted with not turning him heel, but this heel Roman Reigns is the best wrestler of the year. There's nobody better than him right now. There's nobody he's doing it better than him. Literally, he's carrying SmackDown, and he's he's number three. He's been he's been carrying SmackDown. I mean, the guy. His stories are great. He looks like a badass. He looks like he looks like a true star. Um, his his matches like when's the last oh, yeah. time you had a he saw a bad Roman Reigns match? I'll give you um, that. I'll give you that. Probably earlier this year. He's, he like before he turned heel. Before he turned heel. Earlier this year, who? I don't think I don't think he was wrestling. <laughs> He he's just a perfect wrestler, and I'm I'm I might be over exaggerating, but the guy he looks like the he looks like a star. He wrestles like one. His stories are great. They paired him up with Paul Heyman and Jay Uso, and the whole group like that whole connection is just good. It's it's like he's it's like he's on top of the world, and I just like I just appreciate his story so much. His like. His wrestling, the stories he tells out like, in and outside the ring. But number two, um, the Miz because. <laughs> Wait, can I say one thing? Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> Me and David were talking the other night, and we were just talking about like you know, great stars this year in WWE 2020, and he's like, just talking about Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, and then he's like, man, I, I think I talk about Roman Reigns too much. I got a little man crush on him, and I'm like, <laughs> whoa, buddy. I'm not. I'm not. I, I might be biased towards Roman Reigns, but like Roman Reigns, you. I'm. Not, I'm saying no homo right now, but I love that guy. But you would put the food. He's my he, damn right. Uh, but number two, um, he would feed him the food. Damn right. Number two, uh, Mike Mazanin, oh, the man. Miz. Um, he's just. He's just. I mean, he's just a star. All I mean, time. he's oh, the best don't... talker probably in wrestling oh, of all time. Oh. He's. He's up the there. Rock, Chris Jericho. Who, who's better than him? Probably Who, who's MJF a better talker too. than him? Nah. MJF is good on that. Nah, MJF is too early. 
I, I would okay, play. I, do I would like put Zelina Andrea, Vega over think... the Miz. Whoa. Okay, her you probably... you Oh her. no, you put Selena Vega. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, the Miz. The Miz is number two. His his wrestling, like I enjoy his wrestling. Um, it's it's. I, I don't care that it might be like uh uh more methodical like style like Randy Orton where it's not like all those cool ass moves but his his wrestling his wrestling's is pretty is pretty on par his promos are good um he could tell a story um and wanting to make him one of my favorite wrestlers that talking smack promo um where creative was just creative was just shitty on him and like creative didn't want to put him in a two-hour show they, they wanted to put like freaking Eva Marie uh, brawless. Are you saying you against like Becky Lynch over him? So that, yeah, okay, no, Robbie, Eva Marie sucks. All right, this is gonna become gonna a two man show. Now. Turns at the Rumble this uh, year. <laughs> Kick him off. The so, and, and 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 number one, Randy Randall Keith, Randall Orton, Keith Orton, the master of the figure four, Randy Orton. Just the guy is just the most un- <laughs> probably the most underrated ta- talker in WWE. Um, his fucking move, the RKO, um, could make could make fucking like could make fucking ants um do a pop like ants, ants will go crazy. Um, his move, yeah, his the freaking ants on the floor they would probably pop for him. Um, his move. Um, his underrated talking, his matches, like I like the methodical style of wrestling where it's not spot monkey, Canadian destroyer after super kick, Canadian destroyer, freaking blockbuster, um Phoenix Splash, like not those moves because those fucking that's what uh freaking so um the spot monkeys in so AEW, that's what they do. Of, uh, young Bucks matches with It's okay, Robbie, I'll watch them with you. I like the <laughs> dude like w- I, I I just I don't like spot monkey matches. I don't like freaking. Oh yeah, hey Nick Jackson, my brother. Let me just hold you so you can get uh. Okay. The Canadian Shawn destroyer. He's like, when the three of us meet you. up, Robbie, we're gonna have a fucking super kick party yeah. on his ass. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh yeah, many don't know this, but me and David are gonna drive eighteen hours to Florida to go train. During during those eighteen hours, I'm probably gonna put on. You have to play the. I'm probably gonna put on some promo ride. just to remind him, um, how great the Miz is. Did you I say would, what would, are you wanting? That would be no, the freaking. I will torture I mean, Robbie. That's if you didn't know. Torture Robbie. Yes, Billy Gunn is Robbie's favorite superstar. We don't have to do his top three. I'll tell you his top three right now. It's Heath Slater, uh, probably like. Hornswoggle or like Sting, and then uh, oh my Swoggle Bay, Billy Gunn, yeah. What do you mean, bro? Don't you forgot Doink <laughs> James Ellsworth, dude? I might only want to like this match against AJ Styles, bro. Kenny Dykstra, why didn't you put him on there? Kenny from Spirit Squad. 
Please tell me I'm not the only one who remembers I love... when Seth Rollins Let's called um, Dean Ambrose his wrestling soulmate. <laughs> yeah. Not the only one. Let's move on to Robbie's top three. Um, Robbie, I think I might know, like, Drew hinted on your top three. Um, I might know your actual top three since you said it two days ago. Um, but maybe, but maybe you change stuff up. Um, you not don't even disrespect Eugene. Eugene's probably one of my. He's in the top ten of my favorite wrestler. That match, that match in two thousand and four, I think against Triple H, is one of my favorite matches. Dude, that two thousand and four Eugene versus Triple H match. Was so Eugene versus good. Robbie I don't know if it's just only me, like, but shit, bro. Eugene versus Roman Reigns. If Eugene was that with his autistic um character, but he's one of the greatest wrestlers, like that character, where he's autistic, but he's the greatest wrestler versus Tribal Tree Roman Reigns, and he just beats the no, shit out be of Eugene, better if Eugene, and Eugene just hits him with a stunner. Eugene, the tribal yeah, chief. Yeah, freaking Jay Uso had a come, but he hit him with a stunner and then. The tribal gene. But all seriousness, um, my top three. I do my top three of all time based off when I started watching wrestling. Just because I didn't get to experience most of these guys like in the true, you know, prime. So my, t- my number three is Randy Orton. David touched based on him. I don't think I have to give another rundown. Number two, Seth Rollins. Dude, he's actually the GOAT. I'd say he's one of the best wrestlers of our generation. Yeah, cool. Definitely top three, in my opinion. Dude, he's the GOAT, bro. Great baby face. Can make you hate his guts on the mic. Literally could wrestle any type of style. So good. And number one, as everyone knows, Festus. I, I popped for the face as a kid. I loved him. Him and Jesse. Do those matches against the, the Colognes and uh, Hawkins and Ryder really knocked me out of my seat. Fucking Great stuff. But no, all seriousness, Daniel Bryan's my number one. All time. Literally, I was drawn to him the first time I saw him when he was Mr. Money in the Bank. And yeah, I like how we're a lot more comfortable now because yesterday this was a lot more boring. This is probably boring now for people watching, but yeah, yeah this was oh is... yeah okay. Anyways, I'll do my top three. Number three is uh, Kalisto when he did that one promo where he was like, "I'm gonna do some lucha things." Yeah, oh, that, lucha oh, thing. that he just became my favorite after that. Um, but yeah. Uh, so actually, my number three is Shawn Michaels because when I first started watching, like, well, when I first started watching like older matches, Shawn Michaels was always my favorite. I don't know why. I just always thought he was the coolest. Like. I remember I used to always pretend to do the sweet chin music on, like, the air. Like, I don't know. He was just my favorite. And I think he's the reason why I started to like Dolph Ziggler. Because Dolph was, like, a current day version of him. And, yeah. My number two is Eddie Guerrero. Um, 
once again, I don't really have too much reasoning on it. I just really liked a lot of his matches. And yeah. I think it just speaks for itself. It is Eddie Guerrero at the end of the day. Yeah. And my number one is the whole fucking show, Rob Van Dam. Because he's great, unless you're watching Impact right now. But he's not even on Impact anymore. He's not? No, he left like a couple months ago. Wait, I thought he was on it like a few weeks ago. Nah, him and uh, Katie Forbes ate us uh, pile drivers from Sam Callahan. There you go. Wait. Okay. I didn't know that. We're, 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 we're going to have a little conversation later about this, Robbie. I mean, there's nothing really okay. else to say. Okay. Just don't. okay. Anyways. <laughs> Any fucking ways. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I remember when I first... It was a little after I first started watching wrestling. Uh, Rob Van Dyne. Fuck, I can't talk. RVD came back, and uh, I remember this was like 2013, 2014. And I just remember, like, he did all these, like, really cool moves. And at the time, I only watched WWE, and the only people that did moves like that was uh, Kofi Kingston. And, like, I don't know who else, because at the time, Rey Mysterio was just, like, jogging to, like, Roman Reigns and shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, first, yeah, I remember seeing the five-star Frog Slash 2. I thought it was, like, the coolest move, like, ever. I was, like, when I was younger, like, I wanted that to be my finishing move. Like, I, I just always thought it was cool. And every time he would do it, like, every time he would win a match, which he came back, so he was winning, like, all his matches at first. There was always, when they showed the replay, he was at the top right, or top left doing, a frog, like, the frog slash. And on the bottom left, there was always a Juicy Drop Pop advertisement. And I literally thought his finishing move was literally called the Juicy Drop Pop. And I would go to the store, and I would buy Juicy Drop Pops just because of RVD. Yeah. Look at RVD influencing the young culture. Definitely. He probably asked for that. That's probably one of his favorite, like, stony things. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. God, I love RVD. You know he has his own CBD line? He has his own what? CBD oh, line. Oh, God. RVD CBD. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Oh, that's, Let's go that's, with that. that's, that's amazing. So, I, I have a question. If you guys listen to any wrestling podcast, what what are the ones that you listen to? Honestly, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. But when I do, I either listen to um, Chris Jericho's, of course, Talk is Jericho. Or my favorite one to listen to is Thomas Island. With the Thomas Yes, Tonga? with the Thomas Tonga, the one and only. And then we're just keeping it up. I love the way he talks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, his show's great. What about you, David? Is he here? I think he left the <laughs> RKO with his grandpa. Yeah. Well, well, we filled it. Hello, well, David. I really want to listen. It's okay. He'll come back eventually. 
But the one that I really listen to is Talking Shop. Talking. The Good Brothers and Rocky Romero. Dude, honestly, probably the funniest podcast. Okay. Were you taking a shit? Just give for a second, buddy. Hey, guys, I'm taking over again. Um. Uh, no, I I forgot I was on mute. Um, I was watching the oh, Ten Bell Salutes, but uh, you know, it was kind of an emotional thing. But um, you know, I was watching the Ten Bell Salute, but I you know, I don't listen to any wrestling podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, I really like listening to wrestling stories like Inside the Ropes, Paul Heyman, the Mastermind, oh, probably wrestling. He should take over. Really? If he's still alive, he should take over WWE. Um, you're the ECW mark when you want to. Yeah, well, he should take over WWE. He's he's a guy that knows. Boy. <laughs> Him or Shane McMahon should take over WWE. Shane McMahon is... Yeah. Tri- Triple H, he should just stick with NXT. Just because NXT oh, is... Did you hear like, that Sasha Banks wants to become kinda got boring, of WWE? Um, over the weeks. <laughs> Bro, living up to the gimmick. Yeah, she, she she's a talker, dude. She just talks. Like she might be hot, but like, I mean, I I I, I get her gimmick, but if this is real life, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Varnado talking, um, is this real life, Mercedes Varnado talking? Then yeah, no, 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 I I, I wouldn't want her to become, freaking owner of WDB, CEO of WWE because, I mean, she's. She, her character as a face is totally crap. I think um, she's good at both. She she honest, she's a bad face. She's a good heel, a bad face. Been really bad. Um, right? I, I'm bro. I want her to win the Royal Rumble. I'm wishing right now that like they that build up Bianca family. Belair just to beat Sasha Banks. She should. She should be the person to win it, but no, knowing I, WWE, I, they're just putting on it all. Becky Lynch, oh, she came back Bianca from pregnancy. Blair and Holy shit. Because remember last year when, like, the two of them were, like, the whole match, like, competing with each other, technically? I feel like that's going to yeah. be the final two this year, and Bianca's going to win. Okay, you guys want to do it? What are you guys' um, am I early, the only uh, am I... Rumble uh, winning <laughs> predictions? Yeah, um, you know, Bianca Belair is the first one. Um, I think she, I think she wins the uh, women's Royal Rumble. Um, and she should do it handily if she's the if they want to build this character that she's the best, best est, um, the great est, um, fastest. The, the she, if, she, if she's actually the EST, then she should have like fifteen Royal Rumble eliminations, sixteen Royal Rumble eliminations. I feel like I want be the Bianca Belair to go in as number one yeah. and eliminate everybody. You know who else deserves a Royal Rumble win? Not this. I think year. she's. I think her character but is the only one that could do that. No, go in there, eliminate everybody. Oh hell no! But Nia Jax. no, the person who deserves another <laughs> person who deserves to win is Naomi. The- yeah, she probably. Yeah, she's. Her career, like after her world title run, uh, her um world title run, she she was doing something with the Bludgeon Brothers, Wait, and the Bludgeon so she was part of that. And now she's like doing karaoke. Now she's not even on TV. So 
I don't. Yeah, yeah she was like doing this thing where she was twerk. She like twerk um, uh, to distract the Bludgeon Brothers, um, from. So uh, David, I don't know. You, you should watch it. Story. Like, I, she was just twerking to uh, distract fans them. Fans of Total Divas, like, you know, we're we're we're, oh, we're yeah. huge fans. We might be the top fans. Like, we walk around wearing our uh Total Bella shirt, shirt, like our Bella Twin shirt. You know, we even have yeah. matching light up Bella Twin shoes. They have Paige on the side too, which hey, is so you know. But um, if you watch it, you'll notice the only original member still there is Naomi. And Natalia. Yeah, but they don't like Natalia because she's a heart. Well, the the problem is don't, with Total Divas, I don't like reality TV shows, especially doo ones like Total Divas. I watched like an episode. I love that show. I watched it. Yeah, dude, that's the only that's the only wrestling show I watch. That's the only wrestling oh, show. But, that's a reality oh, TV wait, show that I watch. What should we talk about next? Oh yeah, yeah, we're doing Royal Rumble. But yeah, Bianca Blair should eliminate everybody. And um, for the men, like, for the men, it should be, it yeah, should be Keith Lee, but too. he's he's gonna fight Rome. Uh, he's gonna fight Drew McIntyre for the title. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go out when my this is gonna be um probably a wild card Ooh. pick, dark horse pick. Oh, probably no one else fire. picking this. Um Jimmy Uso. Because if Jimmy Uso gets in there, he wins the Royal Rumble. He could have this whole feud um with Roman Reigns and he, he should try to persuade Jay Uso to hey stop listening to Roman Reigns. So now Jey Uso is stuck between Roman Reigns and Jimmy Uso. Now it's a triple threat match at WrestleMania. And just Roman Reigns just beats the crap out of both of them at the end. Like, it should be, like, one of the best matches. Then Roman Reigns at the end just, like, stay control. But I think that's a dark horse. I think no one else is picking that. But for the women also, like, Bianca Belair, if there is anybody oh, else, um, I she wish it was Ronda Rousey. Because I miss Ronda Rousey. Like, All right. So, um, for me, woman, definitely... Bianca hey, she's Blair. rowdy. What can I say? That for months, like she, I feel like she deserves it more than anyone. Like I don't think there's any other pick. Um, for the men, uh, David, like you said, I was thinking Keith Lee, but I'm also I also feel like it might be too early, and I don't see him winning a like top championship yet. So. I really don't know who I think would win. Um, I feel like they're making it seem like Daniel Bryan's going to win, which I wouldn't be mad at, but out of, I feel like he should have won 2013, 2014, 2015. But I, I, I have a feeling I that, not, um, but the thing um, is, Daniel Bryan that they're probably going to put Brock Lesnar last run in WWE, and he wants to use it to put over younger talent, so I think he's going to stay yeah. in the mid-card division, and I don't think he's winning. I mean, one last title run, like, world title run would be nice. Yeah, I would like that. But, like, I feel like it should be saved, especially since he wants to use this time to put over younger talent. Um, Someone who I've wanted to win it for years, who I know isn't going to, is Cesaro, because... Cesaro's always been one of my favorites, but he probably won't win. Honestly, 
this year for women's, I really don't know. Because honestly, I'm not I'm not much of Bianca Belair guy, but she's pretty good, so I could definitely see them giving it to her. But for men's, I could really see them either having Brock win it, sadly, or Edge if he's cleared. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at Edge. But it's like, it wouldn't really make sense for him to go after McIntyre. I feel like it doesn't make... I don't know who's going to win the world. Yeah, if it was Randy Orton holding the belt, then it would be a totally different story. Like, I don't feel like there's anyone... Like last year? Maybe someone in the Hurt Business. I wouldn't be mad if... uh... That's what makes it good. I I want the Hurt Business to win every title. I think... Bobby Lashley should lose the United States Championship and MVP should win it from whoever beat Bobby Lashley for it. And I feel like Bobby Lashley should win the WWE Championship. That's true. That's a little little on the outreach because you know how WWE... They, yeah, I, 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 I heard in Bobby Lashley's contract that he has to face Brock Lesnar. Maybe if Brock Lesnar wins the title good. again, that should have happened at uh, there was a SummerSlam, I think it was in 2018, where it was Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns, and the winner would face Brock Lesnar. Also, that should have been Bobby Lashley's match Bobby against Lashley's Brock Lesnar. Like he should have beat him for the title. But he you has know the spear, yeah, he has the hurt lock, he has dominator. the dominator, the elevated flatliner, and I don't know if I said this, but he has the spear. Like he has like five. Yeah. That's what makes the Royal Rumble I think uh, it's the best paper uh, one of the most um probably hyped pay per views of the year. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Like, they're going to put good matches around it. They're going to put freaking... I heard they're putting another gimmick match between um, The Fiend versus Randy Orton. The only gimmick match I can think of is um, murder, a murder, uh, kill the other guy match. Or uh, first person to take the gun. Or they put like a Russian roulette match. They're probably... No, it's not PG anymore. Did you see what happened Monday night? Dude, that... No, they're probably not going to do that because I don't think they're that PG. They're not trying to go PG anymore. Did she raw? Freaking, um, you know, Randy Orton, can you just USA do what you did to me, what you did to uh, Bray Wyatt? Um, I don't know. I'm not if I... Maybe we need that again. But it didn't work out with the... What about the, the, the content with Lana and Bobby Lashley? It just made me cringe. That that's what I want to see. Enzo Mori and Nia Jax, but I feel like if Enzo Mori was laying in the bed like naked, and Nia Jax <laughs> fell on top of him, he would he would. Enzo Mori would have been the real one. Would have been the probably really dead. Fucked it up. Do you remember that one segment where they had Enzo like walking around backstage like naked? Yeah, it was, and was like they had like the little. That was funny. Oh, dude, that was so. The only reason why Enzo got 
to talk a lot and be in like big roles is because they had number one merch That's sales. I thought the new day more than John Cena, more than Roman Reigns. It's shit that they didn't put the tag titles on it. Tag titles on both of them. Some of the top merch sellers, and they have been since they became a team. But yeah, if you're literally a top merch seller, you you're sometimes. getting a title on you, you're, or you're getting the mic for like it. 20 minutes. Enzo got fired over allegations that were fake, and he only got fired because um, and he never told Vince or anyone at WWE about it. I heard last year. I don't know if it was true or not. Yeah, Velveteen Dream, them. The uh, Child Predator is still in the WWE. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if they do. Yeah. Enzo needs to work on his wrestling skills. They need tag teams, so. Become one of the top stars. They they probably have nobody. The one thing I hate. Yeah, his mic skills are good. The one thing I hate about WWE is that every year, like when oh, Enzo and Big Cass had the feud and they fought at Great Balls of Fire, I hate how WWE like, changes the pay-per-view yeah, names. Like, it's one-year stopping grounds. It's battleground stopping grounds. I, I like I like Great Balls of Fire. I don't know if it was only me. But probably they probably changed stopping grounds because freaking... Oh. Um, they, they the Lacey Evans Becky Lynch match was, was one pay per view. Well, I know what it is, but I forget what they changed yeah. it to. Uh, you know Clash of Champions, right? Yeah, they yeah, had Night of Champions. Champions and I thought they were the same thing for so long, and I was like, like, why would they change it? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Clash of Champions should be like the thing for Survivor Series when all the champions No, because Clash of Champions was like a classic WCW pay-per-view. So. That is true. But would it make more sense since the champions from each brand are facing oh, off? But I think... Well, Clash of Champions... Yeah, but then what's the point of Survivor the Series? Because then every Survivor Series is going to become one of those shows, uh, shows where it's just random matches. Survivor Series is when the two uh, brands compete. But I I, yeah. I feel like they should keep NXT and Survivor Series. Yeah, that was so cool last year. For Clash of Champions, they should not put the women's tag belts on the line because that shit stinks. They were cool at first. The women's the tag team titles amazing, are... But is is. It's if the second and worst title in wrestling. SmackDown. They had a fatal four-way tag team match. And none of the teams were real teams. The only team that was a real team were watching backstage. And that was Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Oh, yeah. That was so stupid. And that's that's the team that they have to put the titles on next. There's You can't put it on freaking... Who they're going to put on... Tamina and Billy Kay. Why like, did they split up the iconic? They need to retire the belts. Um, that would be cool. But they had one match, and you barely see either of them on TV. Who uh, Peyton that? Royce, because Peyton Royce, right? they were planning on pushing Peyton Royce. They were planning on pushing her, Bianca Blair, yeah, and Selena Vega. Right? Selena Vega gets fucking fired, which I'm still pissed about. And it's okay. 
Peyton Royce, you barely see. Bianca Blair's kind of getting a push, but I think they're saving it for the Royal Rumble. Fucking Bailey's losing. A lot of the guys and girls. A lot of the guys and girls that were getting pushes and from, you know, the start of the year to about summer, it was because they were all Paul Heyman guys. Paul Heyman liked a lot of them. Yeah. But then once he got, mm-hmm. he hasn't been on TV in months. Alistair Black. He's going to get released soon, I think, which fucking sucks. Alistair Black is so good, but he's, he's so good. That. He wanted to, he but they declined him. it. Which is it? Just send him back to NXT because he needs. That sucks, his dude, because he, he needs mic work. Right. Like, yeah, this, um, if his mic skills are not. Instagram. Like, what his gimmick, like, too? Pretty just... cool thing on his, like, IGTV thing. He, he did like these short like promos. I, I feel like the only guy that Vince McMahon. They, dude, I feel like the only guy I'm that Vince McMahon hasn't pushed that had really he, good mic skills was EC3 losing to Dean Ambrose. Like, yeah, their rivalry could have been so good, but they did nothing with EC3. Yeah, After dude. That rivalry, they did nothing. That's. And once again, EC3 he used to be the like top why star why couldn't they do what they did with Elias and look at Elias he turned to a star, like now he's gonna be a top guy in Ring of Honor and Impact because he's in both right. Um, he did, yeah. I yeah, probably he's gonna he's gonna win the title. Yeah, he's freelancing. You know what? I always thought they should have done. Oh, yeah, I hate Lars Sullivan. The worst like, push that Vince McMahon did in 2020 was Lars Sullivan. WWE games. First thing I do is take out Lars Sullivan because I just hate him that much. But um, my idea, like how I would have booked EC3 is I would have had them like rebuild. Cause, um, Well, I would have had Batista be his like mentor, like have a storyline where Batista's his mentor, like add like the Batista bomb as one of his finishers and I would have had them like rebuild evolution they would have Seth Rollins be the leader he takes place as Triple H have EC3 and then have someone else fill in because a three man group with EC3, Seth Rollins and whoever else you could have added would be great yeah, I wish Seth Rollins had some disciples mm-hmm. again. And Batista would just still be EC3's mentor. Because I don't know why that was always my idea for him. I think I'm alone on this one because I told David this and well, but they're better uh, faces. I feel like the Viking Raiders would be so cool as disciples. Yeah, I mean, either. they're Vikings. <laughs> Yeah, I just can't see them as disciples because they're the Viking Raiders. The that's the one team that I miss in twenty twenty. The Viking Raiders. Raiders You need a tag team, and the Viking Raiders are big guys and know how to. I mean, the Viking Raiders spawn monkey moves. The big guy does like moon salts and stuff. Tucker. Uh (laughs) Ah. 
No, no. The one person that should be said Ron's disciple is Tucker. Um, he, he's no, he's he been wasted. Bro, There's nothing he can do. Next. His his career is about to be. He's, he's, he's about to be a jobber. They're not going to do anything with him. I feel like he would have been better if they had. Wait, him but you could you could save him. More. You could save him by making him a set wrong like, or bodyguard or some shit. Yeah, bro, I don't I think he would fit as set wrong's disciple. I feel like they just split up heavy machinery, heavy machinery just to split I them up. Because literally, if you wanted Otis to lose, you should have just let John Morrison get involved like, instead of Tucker. I thought I, I don't think Otis and Tucker even had a match. No, they didn't. They, they're on two different brands. No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. They, they should send Tucker to SmackDown. Have Seth Rollins, the Messiah, feud with Otis and have Tucker cost Otis matches because Tucker is now uh, a Seth Rollins guy, a disciple. But see, we're fantasy well, booking I, this I shit. Like, created this, like, if WWE like, needs new writers, especially for Raw, because Raw really hard to freaking stinks. I came up with this Literally. a while ago. This was before uh, Brody Lee went to AEW. I set up this whole storyline that it was like, like, it was confirmed that Luke Harper was, like, his contract was going to expire and he wasn't going to resign. And uh, he won the Intercontinental Championship and Triple H was, like, doing whatever he could to um, have Luke Harper lose it before he leaves. And his final night in WWE, they had, Triple H had, like, a thing where every member of the roster went against him, or almost every member. He beat everyone. Um, and then Kevin Owens came out and Triple H attacked Brody Lee from behind. And then Kevin Owens won the Intercontinental Championship from him. And like two weeks later, uh, at, well, like Dad Brody Lee joins AEW. Obviously, this will never happen. Well, not like that, but like it would never happen. Like even then. But this, this was just like old fantasy thing. Uh, on WWE, like, Cody showed up, like, on, like, the Titan Tron, and, like, a bunch of AEW members came out. Like, that was my way of doing a crossover. Yeah. If, if I was supposed to fantasy book, like, really quick, uh, Raw, split up Retribution, take everybody to... Put them in NXT, but keep Dominic Dijakovic. Um, have him feud with Keith Lee, do those great matches. Um, as you're doing that, um, kill off, um, kill off Bobby Lashley's United States title run, and uh, make him try and make him I face Drew like McIntyre, but this time in an actual yeah, proper feud. And just the women's division, like Oscar, can't carry that shit all the time. I don't like, care about that. You have to I just. She's just boring to me as a champion. Like the the problem is that funny, she can't speak English. But like, she doesn't have. To I, be I think a that's the only problem. Funny. That like that's all she is to me. She's like a comedy act. She she does cool moves. When she did like the um mist the green mist, that was cool. But she doesn't do that anymore. For me, it's the problem. Boring. 
<laughs> they had to stop that because of Corona. Oh, well, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Well, what a podcast, guys. We've ran for over an hour. Yeah, should we uh, do an outro? Yeah. So, thank you for anyone who listened this far. Yeah, maybe six viewers who (laughs) are all our friends. We'll aim for six. We probably haven't even made it this far, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, it's probably a pain. It's probably just the three of us that listen to this whole thing. Yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out.